Do you want to live a life of freedom and adventure? Are you wanting more than the daily grind? Me too. Welcome to the Emma Lovell Show, a place where we talk about living a life you love now. I'm your host, Emma Lovell, and my number one value is freedom. I've spent the last 14 years running a business and traveling the world, and now I take my husband and toddler along for the adventure too. It's possible, and I know you can create a life doing what you truly love as well. This podcast will inspire, motivate, and encourage you to go after your dreams, to create a life you love and to live it now, not wait for retirement or someday in the future. I'll be sharing episodes weekly about how I harmonize business, travel, and self-care. I'll also bring on incredible guests to share their journeys, the wins, the challenges, and how they're creating a life they love. Let's jump in and get dreaming. This is a space for you to manifest a life you love. I would like to acknowledge and recognize Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. I am grateful for the continuing care of the land, waterways and skies where I work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on Yugen Bear Country and from wherever you are listening, I pay my respects to the Elders past and present. Hello and welcome to today's episode. It is about me. This is the Emma Level Show and I am going to introduce you properly to me. Uh, so it sounds very self-indulgent, the introduction to Emma Level on the Emma Level Show, but that's been my journey is uh, owning that and getting over the tall poppy syndrome and all over the showing off and changing it to showing up. And I have literally just rebranded. So after 14 years in business as Lovely Communications, I started when I was 22. I am now here uh, working as my own name, Emma Lovell, and it feels really good. I've changed my new my business direction and, yeah, it's been quite the journey. So, of course, the journey didn't start right here. The journey started a while ago and I would like to take you back a few years My goal with these episodes is to keep them tight and short for your listening ears. Um, I love listening in the the car and so, or on a walk. And so I'd I'd love these episodes to be, you know, 15, 20 minutes so that, you know, just between this location and this location, you can get a few little snippets uh, and that can help you. My goal for today's episode is to share my very unconventional journey and to hopefully give you the permission to have your own unconventional journey or to understand that sometimes all those things that you've done over the years, they add up together, they come back around. I keep saying, I was saying things that keep happening at the moment are full circle, but I think they're actually a spiral. And, you know, because I keep rising up and elevating and going to the next level, but I keep coming back around to the same lesson or to the similar type of work or to being working with the same people again, um, you know, or being in the same sort of space, but I'm not in the same space because I have all those years of experience, all that learning, all of those uh, new strings to my bow um, that I can now kind of use. So that's something that I'm working on um, and and looking into is, is the spiral, the spiral of life, not the circle of life, it's the spiral of life and business. 
And so, uh, yes, as I said, I will try to keep this succinct, <laughs> but I am going to take you all the way back. I think it's kind of good to do it chronologically, but knowing me being me, I will jump all over. Um, as a heads up about my episodes and, and in the future, if you're listening and then you end up listening for a long time, uh, I don't no- write notes. I don't prepare. I don't have, I have show notes afterwards. So whatever I've said, I hopefully put in the show notes. Um, please feel free if, if I miss something to tell me and I'll pop it in there. But um, I really believe and feel that I'm best off the cuff uh, and it's how I like to do my speaking engagements too. I'll pop down a few things and, you know, the, the, the message here today is that you would hope I would know my story. I have lived it <laughs> all these years so you would hope I'd know my story but it's a really powerful exercise if you can to um, take the chance to write down your story. And on my Previous podcast, the Live and Love Your Brand podcast, I did an episode about finding a letter to from my 17-year-old self to my future self, which was really incredible that I found it. I still have it. But also um, I said writing a letter to your 17-year-old self. So it used to be in the Virgin Airlines magazine, and I loved that section where um, business people from Australia would um, they would invite, be invited to write a story to themselves. And, you know, it's kind of can you imagine, you know, telling 17-year-old Emma all the things that were to come? Uh, she'd be pretty stoked, I think. And I think we need to remember that sometimes. Like we're sitting here going, oh, I haven't done this, I haven't done that. Why aren't I wherever I want to be now? Just think about your 17-year-old self. Oh, my gosh, they would be so impressed by you. They would be so wowed by you. Um, just on my desk before I had my new, and I will keep harping on about it, I'll tell the story on a future podcast because this is so good about winning a $4,000 Yves Saint Laurent bag and the bag was sitting on my desk. I mean, the fact that I won it was so amazing. The fact that Emma, this Emma, is in possession of a designer handbag, uh, which isn't something I super value, but um, I'm never going to say no and it's such a beautiful thing to have and now I have one, I get it, I understand. (laughs) I never had one before, so I didn't understand. I understand now. Um, Yeah, 17-year-old Emma would just be blown away by the possibility of that let alone at the very least all the travel I've done. So I do want to take you back to 17-year-old Emma um, because uh, she had a pretty rough time. Um, I won't talk in third person. I'll talk about me. (laughs) I'll talk in first person. But um, I was in uh, year 11, in year 11, 12, um, but year 12, um, unfortunately, my life took a very different turn. And I think year 11 and 12 of high school, our senior years of high school are very hard for a lot of young people and I really feel for the, anyone who's parenting a, a young person at the moment or is a young person listening to this because, gosh, your brain and your hormones and all that are going through a lot and then you're asked to basically do two years of school that will dictate a score which will then decide your future, which is absolutely 100% not true, but that's the message we, be, we are given and there's a lot of pressure and I saw a lot of people under stress. But um, add on to that, um yeah, I guess there's just a hormonal shift that we now recognize that there's a propensity for depression and anxiety. Um, there was that in my family, so that's pretty inevitable. But then um, my parents ended up separating at that time. And at that time in my life, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And the way it happened was not pleasant. Um, my parents are amazing and they're great now and and we have a good relationship, but it was pretty shocking. I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress, which was a shock because I thought that was only for war veterans or people who'd gone through, um, you know, 
disasters, but no, here I was having that whilst trying to do my exams and and think about my future, which sort of just all came to a a grinding halt really. Um, I managed to get through school, but it was really interesting and I know I'm always thankful for the depression that I went through and and it's always the black dog is never too far away, but um, I am grateful for having that experience at such a young age and such a drastic experience because I did have a lot of support, thankfully, um, from the school but also uh, and the counsellor at school. And then um, I was sent to a psychiatrist and he just really was like, let's just focus on the goal of getting you through school. So we really worked on tools and strategies to get me through that time. And now I tell this story because I think it's funny, but I had, you know, it's like, aim high. My my thing was like, I have to finish school so that I can go on my schoolies cruise, which I was very excited about. <laughs> wanted to go on schoolies for anyone overseas is um, our end of school celebration. A lot of people come to the Gold Coast where I now live, but it was um, yeah, just a lot of young people together and it's, it's a lot of fun, it's a lot of kind of problems with it, but it's also a lot of fun. So I wanted to go on my schoolies and I had to finish school in order to go on schoolies. And then I had planned to go and I've been planning since I was nine years old to do 12 months around the world um, traveling, but to go and live in the UK and base myself there and travel. Um, yeah. So I had to get through it and I did. I finished school. I got into the university course that I wanted and I, um, went on my schoolies cruise, which was awesome, 2,518 year olds in a boat. It was amazing. Um, And then I I went overseas and one of my girlfriends on my farewell dinner was like, I didn't think you'd do it. I didn't believe you'd do it. Um, I think she even wrote it in my card. (laughs) Like I talked about it all the time and this is something that I still do now. When I talk about it, when I say it, when when I voice it, um, and I get, I get super focused on it. Then I make it happen, which I now know to be manifesting. I didn't know that at the time. The thing about manifesting is something I really love, but it's something that gets bandied about. And I think manifesting gets confused with wishing, manifesting your future, manifesting your dreams, manifesting what you want, um, can be as simple as a handbag that you want to win on the night and that, you know, you want to be brought into your life or that, you know, I could have also manifested that by earning the income and buying that bag, um, that's also manifesting. Um, but manifesting is to make real. Uh, and I love Denise Duffield Thomas talks about that, make it real, but you also got to do the things, you know? So I didn't just get to go to Europe. It's like I saved up as a young person from age 15 working, I saved up seven and a half thousand dollars to go over there, uh, to buy my ticket, to go to the UK. I arranged to live with family. I then, you know, made the plans to go and do the trips. I met, uh, I went in, when I was 17 to India, I met a lovely family there through a conference. And then the man, um, wonderful man, Vipin Vora gave me a job in, in the UK. So I ended up working in a, a freight forwarding, oh, a logistics freight company, which is my family's background in the UK. So, I mean, there's serendipity, but there's also asking and there's also um, choosing and all of that happened. So yeah, I lived in the UK, uh, 2000 and six was my gap year and I lived over there and I traveled to I want to say 13 countries but it's between 13 and 18 countries that year I thought I was going to see the entire continent of Europe because I was slightly unrealistic but um optimistic and uh yeah I got to see and do so much in that time I lived with my grandmother for three months which was a blessing and such a unique and special experience when you grew up 
overseas. So backstory, my parents are English uh, and um, I grew up in Australia. I was born in Australia. So I'm Australian with English heritage, British passport, which was great until now. <laughs> and um, uh, all my family have been over there. So for me, the travel part of me, it's not just a, I like it, I want to do it. It's um, necessity because uh, if I want to spend time with my family, I've got to go over there. They come here, but not as often as we go there. So I've probably been now. I actually can't keep count. I will sit down at some point and and do it. But um, pretty much since my adult life, I went three times with my parents before I was 18. And I've since been almost every sec- every year or every second year. One year I was there four times. So uh, we're probably up in the 18 visits kind of territory for the UK. Um, it's a home away from home for me. So anyway, I came back to Australia, um, jumped back into my business degree, but I had got into international studies as well. And I decided I didn't want to do international studies. Um, that would make my degree five years. I was just ready to like get out there and do the work. I had intended to do advertising. Then I did the advertising subject in my first year of business. And I actually found that I really lent more to the marketing sort of um, part of, of business. Uh, definitely not the finance economics. I enjoyed economics actually, but not the finance and the accounting side. Um, anything, anything with the quantitative numbers, not for me. I am more the storytelling and, uh, the writing elements. That's, that's my place. So, um, you know, management, the consumer behavior, marketing, so interesting. So I ended up doing a um, bachelor of business, majoring in marketing and PR. So I went into the comms section and one of my subject sections was uh, electives. So I chose electives, um, which was amazing because I decided instead of going learning Spanish throughout my degree, doing a year of international studies and then doing a year in Spain, which had been the goal, I ended up getting a scholarship uh, on offer to go and do a semester in Mexico. Uh, and I chose it because they had a scholarship and I still got to learn Spanish and, uh, yeah, why not Mexico? So I, I hablo un poquito español. Uh, estaba en México en 2009. Sí, uh, hablo español. I speak Spanish. Um, pretty intermediate. I'd love to uh, pick that up again, but I can hold a conversation very well and, um, get my way around very well. Um, I would say yeah, fluentish, but um, need to keep up the practice. So anyway, that was a fun part. But yeah, just during my degree, I really, really lent more into the comms side of things and um, just thought, why not start a business? You know, why not? Um, that's a really, yeah. And I really felt like I was behind at 21 that I hadn't started my business already <laughs> and I hadn't started it during uni. I also felt like I was going to write a book as soon as I got back from um, my gap year and the book was going to be about that. I absolutely 100% will write a book. I have two or three floating in the in in the cloud in my head. Um, some one I have started that wasn't in part of the list and that might get finished at some point. One about pregnancy, um, but the, the book will drop down when it's meant to, and I think it's almost there. So that's exciting, and I'll keep you posted on how that goes. But that book wasn't meant to be. And um, again, thought I was so behind and terrible because I hadn't written a book when I was 2021. 20, Anyway, um, I did actually start my blog when I was overseas in Mexico. I was always writing back stories home. And then I, um, 2009, I broke my back snowboarding. I went off a jump. I was competing in university games. I went off a jump and I uh, broke my back. So I ended up 
dropping a subject that I wasn't really enjoying anyway. Um, I did two subjects that semester and I just had the chance to actually rest for once, have some time. And that's when I set up my business. So I actually set up my business name, Lovely Communications, which I already had an ABN from the promotional work that I did throughout university. And that's how the business began. Working with M is an easy decision to make. Her generosity and expertise are only surpassed by her absolute 100%, actually 120% investment in you and yourself, your success, your mindset. I cannot recommend working with Em highly enough. Hi, I'm Justine McLean. I worked with Emma pre my photo shoot. She was so knowledgeable, so supportive and really helped me nail my messaging through pictures. I would highly recommend working with Emma. She is kind, supportive and someone you need on your team. I started out by taking my existing client, um, sorry, my existing employer, which was uh, the Australian Federation of International Freight Forwarding, the organisation my dad was the CEO of. I was doing marketing PR role after starting as an office junior there. And I just said, can I please invoice you as a client instead of being my employer? And they said, yes. And so there we go. I had my first client. And then I just started telling people because I've always been a natural networker and, um, you know, I learned that from my parents too. And I knew a lot of people in their industry. I just started telling people I was running a business. One of my early clients was I found them, they found me through someone else and they were a charity challenge company. And so one of the charities ended up taking me on as their PR. Um, No, the PR company found me, sorry. They found me through online and I worked with them, but it was the charity challenge company that kept me on and said, we'd actually need your help. And um, they became my client for many years. And I still have a charity challenge uh, client that I work with. So that was pretty amazing. Uh, And that's how I ended up climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in 2011. Um, That's a story for another day. So, uh, but I do, I have since gone on to do treks and cycles in Vietnam, Cambodia, Bhutan, Nepal, uh, Peru, Kokoda in uh, Papua New Guinea. Yeah. So some of those are, tw- I was the tour manager. I went on to tour manage, which has really set me up well for the retreat that I now offer. I'm very good at hosting and managing a group of people in a, um, yeah, in group settings and sort of reading the room of people. And yeah, it was pretty fun, pretty crazy um, cycling through Vietnam with 32 Dutch women. Uh, will always be one of my greatest challenges, but also I learned so much uh, from them. So, yeah, I've literally done uh, had the challenges <laughs> in my life and career. But, yeah, I started with these clients and basically just told people what I did. Um, and then I sort of went into more social media because I was good at it for myself and got picked up by a travel company, which was amazing through my travel blogging. So I was doing their um, writing descriptions for, they were basically an aggregating site for, um, little holidays, travel holidays. Um, and I would write copy and I would uh, help the PR woman and I would do the social posts and write the blogs. And it was super fun. Um, and just showed me that that was possible. So I started doing meeting more people, telling them I was a writer, got some copywriting work, Moved to Melbourne. I was living in Sydney, moved to Melbourne for three years, and I really think that's where my business grew because of the small community, small business community there. And I was joined um, Sandy Seeger's Melbourne Writers Group, 
went to that, got to know other writers and um, just, and also the travel community there. There's like lots of little pockets of people. So people can say that Melbourne's quite clicky, but that's, if you can get into some of those groups, that can be really beneficial and they're really quite local oriented. So you kind of stick to your area and that means you foster deeper relationships. So I'm really grateful for that time in Melbourne. I think it grew my business. I kept up the promotions work uh, from being from 19 years old up until even 2016, probably when I moved up here. Um, promotions work is where the people you see them handing out flyers or you see people giving out free stuff at an event like at V um, V Energy Drink at music festivals or cheese at train stations or flyers at bus stops or, um, you know, being in the airport lounge and teaching people about a Jack Daniels or a Samsung product. I've done it all. Uh, MCing out the front of the MCG when Carlton, uh, for the Carlton Hyundai sponsor uh, with other teams shouting at me. (laughs) I've done it all. So um, lots and lots of learnings in there though about key messaging and taking on a brand's key messaging and learning about that. So, yeah, I then was offering PR um, and social media to comedians and musicians. This was around 2013, 14, which was really cool. Started a music publicity business with two other people, uh, TLC. We ran that for about a year as another business. Uh, it didn't That partnership didn't work out, but that's cool. It was good, earned money, worked out. I've realised this since that I've had quite a few businesses, uh, just – Always, always I had lovely communications running. I've taken on contracts. So I worked in World Vision uh, for three months in the PR team and then took on a full-time contract until the role was made redundant. And then I went back and contracted in many different uh, capacities over a number of years and ended up working with World Vision International in a copywriting capacity as well. I've worked with Cure Brain Cancer Foundation on a uh, contract uh, but it was around 2019 with all the things. I had also started a pet sitting business in 2016, which in 2000 and, oh, you know, 2015 I started that. In 2016 I actually bought my house. I bought an investment property thanks to pet sitting and having a contract with World Vision and running my business. Um, I saved up $42,000 in less than six months and bought my investment property which I'm very proud of, uh, very proud of. So um, you did all that, all of that alongside traveling all the while, traveling, doing the treks and challenges and the cycles, traveling for pleasure and leisure, traveling for business, uh, being paid to write travel. Um, So I I am a published travel writer in publications such as The Australian, um, Virgin Australia, uh, Unearth Women, she she defined and travel bulletin in industry publications so to name a few and uh my words would be in many 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 places as a copywriter uh, where you don't get a byline but yeah 2019 i met a business i'd met a business coach and i decided to have a call with her and i was just so tired of doing all the things i was literally in india at the most amazing place fatua pasikri and i just went i can't do this anymore i don't want to keep doing it this way and so I worked with her and we combined up all my offering, um, all my different skills. And, you know, the biggest thing was I wanted to have more impact and I wanted to work with people. So I started focusing on personal brand at that point, bringing all my PR, social media, copywriting, marketing skills together to help people to promote themselves better, as well as the fact that I was, that was me. That was my 
my brand. Um, I had grown my business through my network and through my my brand. I totally recognize this has gone way over. So I'm going to completely, I'm going to summarize this and I'm actually going to get somebody to do an Emma level episode, um, a interview with me because it's really hard trying to keep track of your story. Anyway, I hope you do this too. It's fun. Um, so that was a really huge turning point. And I also had a moment uh, that was my 10 year anniversary of business. I was still very young and I learned that I needed to start investing in myself and investing in my brand and my business, like paying for my website, paying for photos. I had had a lot of contra over the years, which is amazing. Again, testament to my relationship building, but I needed to invest. And so I, um, yeah, I invested in myself, um, grew the business, worked with amazing clients, uh, moved into group program, uh, one-on-one, then group program, group course. I have a course called How to Live Love Your Brand, which I love. And it's still available on my website. It will always be available, uh, which I also offer private coaching with. Um, but then, yes, I was offering personal brand photo shoots. I've been doing more and more speaking, which is where my happy place is. And uh, I've still had some corporate clients. And then, yeah, end of uh, two thousand and. 22. I had my son in 2021, um, really made me look at the business and go, this isn't just about me anymore. It's about my family and it's about the future that I want to create. I can really see what a five-year plan looks like. I can really see what uh, that manifesting can do. I've I've got a vision of a dream home that we want to live in. I love our apartment. Um, I love that we have an investment property, but I have a dream home that we want to work towards. And I had to get some stability and structure in the business. Um, And so that's been a big change, getting the support team, getting that um, consistent base and all that foundation work set up. It only took me like 13 years, but, you know, I've done it. So then in November 2022, I just decided I was ready. I was ready to start working as Emma Level. And so it's been then another 10-month journey to to get used to that idea. And on the 1st of September, 2023, I rebranded as Emma Lovell. And now my mission is to help entrepreneurs who want to travel more and to live a life they love, because that's what I'm doing. I've been running this business for 14 years and I have been traveling for 18 years as a solo, as an adult, and I've been to 65 countries and I want to do and see more, but I run this business so that I can live the life that I love and so I can have the freedom that I want. And for the first 10 years of my life, career, my business career, I was um, a freelancer and a sole trader and there was at times no freedom or free in the freelancer. And um, I always remember that, saying that to myself, and I, I want to make sure that I help people. And so whether you're a freelancer, a sole trader, a small business, uh, you know, you're running a $5 million empire, I can support you to to get to the choices that you need to make and want to make in order to live the life you love. I can't tell you what a life you love looks like. That's up to you to decide. But I can help you to set the goals, to clarify what it is you actually want and to go after it because that's what I've done. And I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to keep inspiring, encouraging and motivating. So that was an abridged version of, of my business life. I'm sure I've missed many points. Please ask me questions. I would love to drill down. It sounds like I need to drill down and dig into each part of that, especially the turning points, especially the points where I realized things were no longer working and we had to shift to get closer to the vision that I wanted. So longer one than I expected. Uh, my, my poor producer will will be 
not love that. But um, in future, there'll be 15 to 20 minute episodes on my own. And then I'll be having guests come along to share their journeys as well. So thank you for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening, lovely one. I hope this has inspired you to dream big and start creating a life you love today. If you love what you're hearing, don't forget to follow and rate on Spotify and rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. It helps other awesome people to find this podcast and get motivated and inspired as well. Want to stay connected? Come and join the Live A Life You Love group on Facebook or connect with me on Instagram, emmalovell.au. The same as my website, but all the details are in the show notes, lovely. I'll see you next episode for more inspiration, motivation and freedom seeking. Now go out there and live a life you love.